You know how fast you were going? What? How fast you were going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, as normal, the Iceman. I want to wish all the moms, stepmoms, well, the nice stepmoms, not the evil stepmothers, a happy Mother's Day. I wish all the motherfuckers out there happy Mother's Day, too. And if you think I'm referring to you, uh, maybe you got a guilty conscience, huh? Something to give you to think about. Let's start off today with a little short story. We'll call this one Fast Gas. I was patrolling. Well, that's normal. Would you ever get tired of hearing me say I'm patrolling? Parish Road, 35 mile an hour speed limit. We're on a hot radar. As I explained before, I just had the radar in transmit mode, just getting the speed of everything coming at me. Cars come and start, you know, see a car coming at me. I look at my radar, and it shows that he's doing 20 miles an hour over the speed limit. So I let him pass me. I spin the motorcycle around, activate the blue and reds, initiate the stop. As I said before, I like to leave the people in the vehicle, so I make an approach. I advise it's a white male subject, I don't know, 18, 20, it's just somewhere in, in that range, a young kid. I get his driver's license, insurance, registration information from him. Well, I'm about to walk back to my motorcycle, start issuing this citation. And he's like, excuse me, y'all, the reason I was going so fast was is I stopped, I believe I stopped at a different gas station, and I think I accidentally put some fast gas in my car. What? Yeah, I think I put put fast gas in my car. I said, oh, okay. So it has nothing to do with the accelerator your foot was pressing on, right? Well, I don't know. I think I got some fast gas. I know they sell racing fuel at some gas stations. One that I know of, that's it. Other than that, I'm pretty sure the highest octane you can get is 93. And that's not going to make your fucking car go any faster than it already does. So I'm like, all right, well, you sit tight right here, buddy. I'm be right back. So I go back, issue him a citation. You know, explain everything to him as normal. Same old spiel. And let him go about his business. Was it a best excuse I ever heard? No. It's a pretty damn funny excuse that he actually thought I was either naive or stupid enough to believe that he had fast gas, and that's why his car was going faster than normal. And even if it was true, 
you can adjust the speed. That's what that thing called a speedometer is on in the vehicles. It lets you know how fast you're going. We're going to, uh, I got a phone call from someone the other day. He's going to be a guest on the show. His nickname was uh, Smokey. No, no relation to my old Smoky Tennessee whiskey, salty caramel. That is so delicious. If he was related, or if he was the salty caramel whiskey, I might lick him. That would be a little awkward, but he'd still be delicious. But no, he has no relations. He got his nickname from Motor School, which a lot of motor cops do get their nicknames from. Because for some reason, his hand would always hit his emergency light button on his handlebars. So damn near the whole time he was in motor school, he had his emergency lights flashing like he was running code somewhere to go somewhere. So he ended up getting that nickname, but he will be on. But he reminded me a couple stories that, like I said, I have been around so long, I forget a lot of shit. But this one is a, was a female. I lightly say female because this this woman chewed tobacco like a construction worker and uh like I said lightly she she was she she was something else. She had one one of her breasts had been removed and it's called a mastectomy or something like that. And I I'm assuming she had cancer or some other reason it was removed. She only had one removed. Well the reason we all know this because she loved pulling up her shirt and showing us where her titty used to be. It was like an X where they cut it off or something. But she would always show us, you know, the lack thereof of her titty. She still had one, but she liked showing you where the other one used to be. The ghost titty, I guess. Well, I get a call to this the trailer hood, the same trailer hood where the coon had stopped the oxygen truck in a previous episode, if y'all remember that one. And sometimes we get calls where the dispatchers really don't know how to classify the call. So it's basically just like, you know, you're going over there not really knowing what the fuck you're getting into. Just a miscellaneous complaint, basically, they're sending it to you because they they don't have a classification for it. So I I didn't know what I was going into. We've been to the house numerous, numerous times. They just gave us the name of the complainant, which was this lady. So we just drive over there. We didn't even need an address. So we get there, make contact. Well, I say make contact. When I drive up, she is running around her yard, which is a fairly large yard she had with a fucking machete in her hand. Well, I guess some cops may have got an alarm, maybe, you know, to pull their weapon or something. But she, she wasn't chasing me with the, the machete. She wasn't coming at me or making any threatening movements towards me with the machete. She had this little fucking puppy dog. Probably wasn't, but you know, wasn't four or five months old. Well, she was chasing this fucking dog around the yard with this machete over her head, screaming at it. Finally, I get her attention. She puts the machete down by her side. I'm like, hey, put, put the fucking machete down. Well, she put it down. I'm like, what in the hell are you doing chasing this dog around with the machete? She says, well, that's my dog. I'm going to kill it. Okay, even if it's your dog, I mean, you just can't go around killing your dog. It's called you know, animal cruelty. Why are you trying to kill this little dog? Well, that's my dog, and that stupid little motherfucker, he likes my grandkids more than me. So fuck him, I'm going to kill him. 
no, no, you're not going to kill them. Put the machete down. Leave the dog alone. If you kill the dog, I'm going to have to put you in jail. You understand me? All right, well, well, I still understand why he likes my grandkids more. Well, I can tell you why he likes your grandkids more than you. He likes them there because they're not chasing around with a fucking machete trying to chop his head off. She probably keeps showing her her fucking one tit self wonder or whatever. Some woman was fucking crazy. So that one was good for a pretty good laugh. So we we had to go over this woman's house for all kind of stupid shit all the time. She always had a, and I'm not talking. I'm saying she chewed back. I'm not talking about like skull or Copenhagen. I'm talking like like red man chew, like a chaw up in her fucking mouth, always spitting the back out. I mean, I, just, I mean, she wasn't pretty lady as it was, but I can't see any woman that think it would be anywhere attractive. You could probably put a most attractive woman in the world, and she starts spitting a big hawk of tobacco out of her mouth. I'm sorry, that's just some things women shouldn't do. <laughs> that's the Iceman's opinion, anyway. So let's get on to a coon story. Me and the coon were working radar on a road 25 mile an hour speed limit on this road they got about four subdivisions that had built up on this little road very large subdivisions so it was a very high traffic road low speed limit constantly getting complaints on it they had this one lady that lives lives in the area she'd sit on her freaking porch every day and she'd call all, all the time you know about give you car uh description stuff of who was or who she thought was speeding we we worked this area frequently. So we were out there, and I make a traffic stop. The coon made a, tra- made a traffic stop. I was still like, it's not hard to make traffic stops on a 25-mile-an-hour road. So I had my guy in this, some old beat-up pickup truck, you know, construction marker it looked like from the tools and stuff he had in it. Long Joe Dirt fucking mullet haircut and stuff. The real winner. Well, Coon had a you know a lady in a nice little car over there, well dressed. She was probably one of these people in the subdivision. I mean, the subdivision house in this house probably started at two fifty, went up two hundred fifty thousand, went up. So they were more in a higher end range of subdivisions. So I'm writing my guy's ticket. His license was good, his registration was good, and had insurance. His Motor vehicle inspection sticker is expired. If you listen from my state and not from Louisiana, in Louisiana, the state requires you to get your vehicle inspected at inspection station once a year. It's like $18 or something. I think it's kind of bullshit. It's tax grab, but it's still the law. You have to do it, but you got to get it once a year. The sticker's good for the whole year. It's 18 freaking dollars. I mean, who get me? Big deal. This guy's inspection sticker was expired. Well, I wasn't even going to give him a... I was going to give him a warning on it. I was just going to write him a speeding ticket and give a warning on the, the MVI. This dude starts being an asshole, you know. Why well, y'all just out here harassing the working man? No, 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 no. The same shit unheard a hundred times, when, you know, pulling somebody. We're, out, we're just out fucking harassing the working man. We're just trying to take all your money. It's all, you know, our fault. Yada, yada, yada. I'm not kidding. He's being a dick. So I just wrote him the MVI ticket also, added on there. I, mean, I just added it on there. He didn't know. 
thought I was going to give him a warning on it if he just started being a dickhead. So, well, you want to bitch about that? Bitch about the other one, too. So I finished writing him his ticket. He signs it. I give him his court date and explain it to him. Well, where we're at in the subdivision is if the entrance to one of these subdivisions very wide, place for us to park our bikes, pull people over, and plenty of room where everybody can get around. So he pulls up a little bit and makes his U-turn to come back out onto the main road, go wherever the hell he was going. Well, he's making his U-turn. Coon's over here trying to finish up with his citation with his lady. Well, Joe Dirt decides now that he's really pissed off and starts screaming out his window, man, this is fucking harassing you motherfucker. Y'all just trying to get my money and fucking harassing me. And as he's coming by, you know, Coon's got this lady he's writing a ticket to. He's, want, he's screaming out his window. Coon looks at the lady and says, excuse me for one minute, ma'am. He reached out and he said, hey, buddy. Guy stops his car. He said, pull over right there on the right in front of me and stop and wait on me to be right there. Then he goes back, Coon goes back, and he finishes his citation with the lady, he explains his stuff, and she goes about her business. Well, he walks up to Joe Dirt and asks Joe Dirt for his driver's license, insurance, registration. And the guy's like, for what? He's like, well, your inspection sticker's expired. Your MVI's expired. Yeah, I know. He just wrote me a ticket for that. He says, I know. He said, I heard him tell you to get it fixed, too, didn't I? Didn't he? Well, it's not fixed. Well, the coon goes and writes him another MVI ticket. And looks at him as the dude sign his ticket. He's handing him his hard copy on his ticket. He says, no, no, sir. That's fucking harassment. You have a nice day. Well, we can assume he paid it because we never heard another word about it. But I guess the moral of this story is just stop being a dickhead and take your fucking ticket. I mean, all you do is making yourself worse on you. So that was one of my coon stories. I'm going to throw in my safety tip now. Uh, civilian riders. This is way more for you because I really don't believe I've seen maybe one or two police motors with these on it. Let's talk about some highway pegs. I have highway pegs on my personal bike. They're called highway pegs for a reason. They're supposed to be on the highway. Not the Walmart parking lot. Not the barroom parking lot. Not the Hooters parking lot. Not the little local... 35 miles an hour Paris Road. They're made for the highway. Okay, I get it. You think you look cool with your legs cocked out way far going through the parking lot. I don't know. Are you nuts sweating? You have sweaty nuts? I mean, you trying to air them out? I mean, what's the fucking deal? If you got to, if something happens in a parking lot which people will back out to you in a heartbeat, kid, or even a Paris Road, you do you realize it's going to take you a couple of seconds to get your foot off that highway peg, your feet off them highway peg, and put them back down to either your pegs or your floorboards to downshift and to use your uh, rear brakes and stuff. Yeah, it's not made for it. Like I said before, hey, y'all do what the fuck you want to do. It's dangerous. 
Use them how they're supposed to be used. If you think you look fucking cool going through a parking lot with your legs all spread wide open and shit, go ahead and think it. You look like a fucking idiot is what you look like. Use them correctly. Okay? It's a major driver in for us. Maybe when you're on a long ride or something to be able to stretch your legs out for a little bit so you don't cramp up. All right? Like I said, take my advice. Don't take it. Don't really fucking care. It's my opinion. It's my advice. Let's move on. Uh, I found this little thing in the news recently. Let me uh, pull it up here. Me being unprepared and all. It'll take but a whole second. Look at how I already got it up. Didn't even take that long. Shit. Getting better and better at this shit. This story comes to us out of Connecticut. A town called Brooklyn, Connecticut. Had a man got arrested and charged with criminal mischief and breach of peace, which I'm assuming that'd be disturbing the peace, what we call it. The man got kicked out of a Walmart because he did not have a mask on. And I guess in this area, you must mask are acquired at this time with the zombie apocalypse going on to go inside of restaurants or businesses or whatever. Well, they threw him out because he didn't have one on his name was, Jason, uh, I think like Dadaro or something like that. He was 37 years old. After they threw him out, he grabbed a rock. must have been a big fucking rock. And threw the rock through the window, one of the front windows or side ones, I guess. Don't say which one. And busted out one of the windows at the McDonald's. And he left there, I believe on foot went to a local Walmart that was close by and stole several pair of ladies' underwear. Um, was he going to put them on his face like they were a fucking face mask or something? Yeah, you know, like I said, little, I think women got that little white thing in there for the, I don't know, like a little white cotton part or something. I don't know what the fuck it's called. I'm not a woman. I don't wear them. Did he, did he get thongs on me? What's he going to do? Wear this shit on his head, the women's underwear on his head for like a fucking COVID mask or something? Don't say that in here. That's my assumption. They say did they did arrest him. That he surrendered because he wasn't coming uh willingly, it appears, that he surrendered after the Brooklyn police threatened to set a canine on him. So Mr. Jason, uh you're a dumb fuck. Or you got mental problems, one or two. That is my in the news section. For today, I hope you enjoyed it. I thought that Jason was just a fucking dumbass. Must have a hell of an arm on him, though, because it take quite a bit to fucking bust out one of them. I think that's tempered glass. Pretty thick in them restaurant windows. And I think it would have been funny if he had walked in with a pair of, uh, you know, thongs on his fucking head, too, trying to cover his face with it. That would have been a picture to see. Moving on. My stimulus check. Still ain't got it. I've not been stimulated. I'm like the fat girl at the bar before closing time. I ain't getting stimulated. I tell you who did get stimulated. Got a mail, a, a letter in the mail addressed to my father about his stimulus check. 
would be on its way to his account or mailed. My father died a year and a half ago. United States government sending my dead dad his check before me. Something's fucked up around here. I think it's a conspiracy. It's against me. Or I'm just being fucking paranoid. I don't know. Probably just being paranoid. I don't know. I want my fucking, I want to get stimulated too, besides having to have my wife or myself do it. I want Trump to stimulate me. That just sounds kind of nasty and kinky, you know what I mean? Come stimulate me, President Trump. The other day, I'm going to start into my rant section here. I got a mental picture of Trump jacking me off, which is just really, really weird right now. I almost just skipped straight to commercial break. It was so strange even for me, and I say crazy shit. (laughs) Anyway, my rant, I'm on my way home. And as usual, I know y'all probably get tired of hearing it. But I had to say this one because, of course, the car in the fast lane, doing between jumping between 58 and 60, it's a 70-mile-an-hour zone. So I'm behind her for a while. Click my lights. She don't move. Everybody's going around me in the right lane, me and her. Finally, I just said, fuck it, this bitch ain't moving. And I go around her. Well, as I go around, I look to see what kind of dumbass this is that won't get the fuck out the way. Well, it was Jar Jar Binks driving the car. If y'all don't know who that is, go 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 Google it on Star Wars. This poor lady looked just like fucking Jar Jar Binks, both hands white knuckling the fucking steering wheel. She wasn't an old lady. She looked, this girl looked like she's probably around her very early 20s but she looked like fucking jar jar binks so i was like well, i can't even be fucking mad now this bitch looked like jar jar binks driving down the goddamn road so that's that one today me and the better half of me were heading to the mother-in-law's house for mother's day and i'm slowing down the turn here we go dude on his crotch rocket I said, I'm slowing down to make a turn. This motherfucker pulls out, and damn near, I thought he was going to hit us in the side. Like, what the fuck are you thinking, you stupid motherfucker? It's like, what's wrong with some of you people driving a motorcycle? Pay the fuck attention before you get yourself killed. Because if he would have hit us in the side, I can guarantee you, he he we wouldn't have probably damaged the vehicle we were in, which that would have pissed off the the wife real good because it's her vehicle and she likes her vehicle more than me i think but and it's not gonna hurt us we wouldn't have got hurt physically but you could have got fucking hurt dude and then when he did when he did pull out and i may even turn this he fucking took off like you could hear him you know going through his gears it's not a fucking racetrack hey keep riding like that dude well it might not be me because i don't work in this parish where i live but it may be one of my, you know, guys I used to work with be escorting your fucking funeral too. While your mommy and daddy and your little cousins and aunts and uncles and friends are all boohooing and crying and telling how great and you were and everything. No, you wasn't you a stupid motherfucker because you're driving like a goddamn idiot and got yourself fucking killed. That's what people got to say when they get them these damn funerals, talking about how great somebody is. No, the stupid motherfucker got himself killed because he thought he was invincible driving his little fucking crotch rocket at 100 miles an hour. All right. After that good little rant there, 
We're going to go ahead and skip their commercial break real quick, and we will be right back. Stand by. We interrupt this program for an important announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you standing by? A very important message is coming. Are you still standing by? We interrupt for this breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. There's a podcast that happens on Saturday night that you need to know about. All right, can I get out of serious mode? Let's go to Goofy. Okay. Make sure to listen to Louisiana Saturday Night. Robert and April are your hosts, and they talk a lot about current events. And occasionally they'll have a guest and include them on the conversation. It's raw, it's blunt, and explicit. (laughs) Well, if there is one thing I know, and that is I like dirty. Uh, Anyway, ahem. It's for anyone who wants to have fun and not take life so seriously. And God knows we need that these days. Robert and April on Louisiana Saturday Night. Check them out at louisianasaturdaynight.podbean.com. Welcome back from break. I need to go check out Louisiana Saturday Night. Robert and April are great, funny. You never know. What the fuck they going to say or talk about either. So y'all go check them out. Great podcast. Let's get back to some uh, to some Mother's Day, a little mom theme type stories. I was eating at a sushi restaurant for lunch one, one day. And um, at another table close to me, it was a, a mom with her son. I guess son was probably about, I don't know, 16 17 years old he's a kid well he's being a little prick he's being rude mean to his mom he's just a little fucking asshole well as being in law enforcement as a lot of us do we're nosy people by nature and I was happened to be eating lunch by myself that day I eventually couldn't take it no more. I'd sit down and listen to about 10, 15 minutes of this shit, this little prick. So I decided not to mind my own business, got up, walked over there, interrupted their lunch, looked at the kid and said, look, you might want to think about how you talk to your mama and you're treating your mama because one day she's not going to be here. And you never know when that day is going to come. I know it sounds cliche and like a song, you know, but, you know, you never know when tomorrow's not going to come. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. I lost my mom, I know, at least five, over five years ago. And I still miss her every freaking day. She died way too young. She got cancer. Fuck cancer. Cancer fucking sucks. You go fuck yourself, cancer. And uh, so treat treat not just your mom, your dad too. Like I said, they're not gonna be around forever, and when they're gone, that's it. So you know, I know how fast life moves nowadays, but you know, make that little effort to go see your parents and spend some time with them. It's not their job to call and check on you or come visit you. That's your job. When my parents were still alive. I made sure I called my mom and came over at least once or so a week. I come cut the grass for them and they didn't even ask me. 
you know. I cut my own fucking grass, just saying. Everybody comes helps me cut my fucking grass. Kids, if you're listening, you know, cut my own fucking grass. Hint. Anyway, probably a couple weeks after that, it was ironic. Uh, I was in a, I guess I was grocery shopping or something, and this lady actually recognized me, which a lot of times people don't recognize us out of uniform. They got a general idea who we may be, but they're not quite sure. It's amazing how different you can look in civilian clothes. But she did recognize me. She came up to me and thanked me and said that her son, over the past few weeks, had been treating her with a lot more respect and was not speaking to her the way it was and thanked me for doing what I did. So I don't know if it continued past those two weeks or not, and I'm hoping it did. So just my little advice to people out there that still have your parents. Somebody that don't have any. If you have them, hey, go spend some time with them. And then that's that on that one anyway. You know, go to my mom. One time I remember my mom was the type of woman that saw just the good in everything. Everybody. She didn't think that, you know, she didn't see bad guys and stuff. She lived my mom's world was like she thought everything was rainbows and unicorns and shit like that. That was her world. I wish I lived in that world because, unfortunately, doing what we do, well, we see all the worst of it on a daily basis. Every now and then you get to see the good, but most of our job entails the bullshit. The, the you know, the people beating each other up, the dead people, and just the fucking shit you have nightmares about. And most people. We'll never see or understand their entire lives. But anyway, me and my mom were shopping. It was it was around Christmas time, before Christmas. We went to a mall, which I hate going to fucking malls. Not just for around Christmas, just period. But she asked me to go with her, and I went. As we were walking into this store, this uh, guy comes up calling me, you know, deputy by my name. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. What's going on, man? Oh, oh I just want to tell you. I want to tell you, I, I've been clean for two weeks. I ain't smoked crack for two weeks. Well, I can see my mom on my peripheral over there. Her jaw is like scraping the ground over there. I mean, if he was clean, good for him. I hope he was. Do I think he was clean? No. I think he was bullshitting me from just his mannerisms, the way he was acting. I think he was jacked up at the time. Anyway, fucking come bother and tell me. Anyway, I finally got him away from us, go about our business. My mom's just sitting there. I'm like, she's like, oh, my God. I'm like, what? She says, I don't think I've ever seen a real-life crackhead in person. <laughs> it's funny. It's like we were in the fucking zoo or something. I'm like, no, Mom, you... You've seen a lot of crackheads. You just don't know they're fucking crackheads. Really? I'm like, yeah, fucking, they're, they're everywhere. It's like fucking mosquitoes in Louisiana. Fucking crackheads at this time were like fucking everywhere. That was the main drug at the time. So, and unfortunately, like I said, my mom was taken way too, too early. And she was like 62. So, 
you people do have your parents out there, especially on Mother's Day, go fucking treat them right. Stop worrying about how busy your life is. It'll be there when you get done. Go visit your parents. Spend some time with them. Speaking of unicorns, my mom said you know, everything was rainbow and unicorns. We had been sipping on some Appalachian butter pecan cream liqueur made by Sugarland Distilleries. Let me tell you what, people. This shit is so delicious. It is like sucking milk out of a unicorn tit. You hear me? It's like you got a, a, a lady unicorn there and you're just sucking on that unicorn titty, getting the milk straight out the unicorn tit. That's how good this shit is. Get you some. Drink it. It's delicious. They could send me some too. Sugarland Distilleries. Just send me some. Old Smoky. Still waiting on my whiskey. My salted caramel whiskey. Delicious. I love it. I need more. I'm getting low. Now, I did have an episode that's not up anymore. And I had one story in there since we're still under this pandemic shit. Which, God, I feel like I'm beating my head up against the wall with it. I'm not wanting to bitch back, you know, because people didn't get sick and die, you know, of it. I understand that. That's not good. But, oh, my God. It's been one of these essential people. I mean, I go to work every single day. I am so ready to get back to regular duty. I hope it happens soon. Like I said, it's just this. I'm getting bored, okay? I'm having Tourette's. I'm about to start stuttering. I need to write fucking tickets. Uh, my pen, my pens are drying up in the case and not getting to use them and stuff like that. All right, I'm gonna stop ranting about my tickets and the pandemic. Well, anyway, the story. We're gonna call this guy. If you heard the other one, you already heard the story. Bear with it. If not, here the fuck we go. I'm gonna call this guy the Wizard because he liked to play World of Warcraft. Never played it. Uh, he showed me stuff about it, tried to explain to me about it, and that's why I just said, oh, you the wizard. I used to pick on him and all that stuff. I used to pick on this dude a lot. Anyway, we were out patrolling or something. He had to stop by his residence for something like that. I don't remember. So we stopped by. We pull up, and we had his girl in his house. We're like, who the fuck was that? It's not your wife. I know your wife. He's like, no, no, no that's my sister-in-law. I said, yeah, yeah she's kind of, yeah, she got a drug problem. She uses crack and stuff like that. And I don't know why she was there, if they were trying to help her out or she was homeless or what. But he's like, yeah, she's got a crack problem. I said, I'm like, okay. Like I said, it's always fucking with this guy constantly. I get, I got blamed. They said I caused him to have a nervous breakdown. I don't believe it. As I said in the episode, you get in law enforcement, don't be weak-minded because you're going to get picked on. Fuck, I get picked on. I pick on people. I mean, you just got to be able to take it with a grain of salt. It's just guys being guys, you know, having fun picking on each other. Anyway, I looked at him. I said, Dave, I said, what's the chain bad looking? Y'all the fucker. He's like, really? Like, oh, yeah, man, go ahead. I mean, fuck, I just, she's at your house. Let's fuck her. Now, I was just joking with this motherfucker, okay? I didn't really think that he would take me serious. Like I said, I was fucking with him. 
well, I forgot about it. A couple of weeks went by, and we're, you know, me and him rode together a lot. We're like partner. And he comes to work, and he's acting a little weird. I'm like, what the fuck's up with you? Well, uh, remember you told me how to fuck my sister-in-law? Yeah. What about it? Well, I fucked her last night. I'm like, you did what? Yeah, I fucked her last night. I'm like, you fucked your sister-in-law last night, the crackhead. Yeah. Did you use a condom or anything like that? You you understand? This guy's a fucking germaphobe bad. This this motherfucker would take a shower to before to be clean before he went and cut his grass and then take another one guy back in. Okay, he had to be clean to cut his grass. He's that bad. Carried a half gallon jug of germaphobe germ germicide in his saddlebag, okay, constantly clean his hands. Big time germaphobe. I said, you wear a condom? He's like, oh, no. I said, dude, you, you fucked your crackhead sister-in-law with no condom on? I said, yeah, you probably didn't caught some shit now. She's probably fucking everybody for drugs and stuff. You realize that? Well, I could see it in his eyes got big. He never thought about it. So he went on full-on panic mode. Bad enough where he actually made a doctor's appointment that day. Went to the doctor and had the whole STD panel test run on him. I'm like, every one of them. I think they even did the one where they stick a Q-tip in the head of your dick or something. Child, I don't even know venereal disease that's for, but I know they did every one on them. Well, you don't get your results right then and there. He has the results mailed to his house. Guess who gets the results? Yep, he got it. His wife. His wife gets the results. Because she got the mail that day. Well, when he got home from work, guess what the fuck happened? First of all, his wife wanted to know why he was having all these STD tests done. Now, I'm not advocating that anyone should cheat on their wife ever, ever, ever. But if you do it, you might want to have a plan or think ahead about it. Well, this motherfucker didn't. Instead of saying, you know, like, oh, you know, I got spit on by work by some, you know, person that had AIDS or HIV or something. I just had them test me for everything while I was there just to make safe. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. This motherfucker, he just blurts it out. Oh, I'm kind of fucked your sister yeah well no you just fucked your just told your wife that you just fucked her sister who's a crackhead well that went over like a hill of beans you know what I mean it wasn't going good for him more of that story is don't fucking cheat on your wife especially with her fucking sister who's a crackhead then so a few weeks go by it could be about, I don't know, two, three weeks. I'm like, I'm not sure. There was probably about, I don't know, four or five of us out waiting on a funeral. It was on the east side of the parish. We are all parked on the side of the road. And waiting on a funeral. Well, you don't know anything about it. When we ask our funerals, they, they give us a time. Let's say it's 11 o'clock time. Well, most of the time... They're not going to get there till 11.30, 11.45. 
on a good day. It could be longer than that. We've we've actually waited on funerals for three plus hours before. So we're all parked on the shoulder, this area that we're working on, waiting on for the funeral. And of course the wizard is about twenty five yards away from us. On the phone, arguing, well, not say arguing, begging his wife, you know, not to leave him or whatever because, you know, he fucked his crackhead sister-in-law. We're bored. It's hot. I happened to glance down by our motorcycle, and there was this old dead rabbit. This rabbit had been dead for a while. It had been run over a whole, whole lot where it was like, it was just basically like leather and hair ready for to be made until it's a little coat or something like that. It, I mean, it was not even bones or anything left. So at this point, my, I start thinking, and I look back. Of course, Wizard still got his back to us on the phone with his wife. So I go over there. He's parked right next to me on his bike. So I reach over. I go on his motorcycle, and I, I take his half-gallon jug of Germex and put it in my motorcycle. Then I... Take this hunk of dead rabbit that's all dried up, leather fried, and I tear it in a couple pieces, and I stick them inside of his gloves. You listen to other episodes I talked about, you know, wearing gloves when you're working. Well, a lot of us do, especially during escorts, because they're dangerous. It'll be another story down the line, not today. Anyway, I shove these chunks of dead rabbit in his gloves and wait. A little while later, we, we see the, the funeral procession coming. It's probably a quarter, I mean, three quarters of a mile, so it's, it's a little ways off. We can hear it and see the, the other escort coming from another parish. We hollered, hey, wizard, funeral's coming. So he comes trotting back to his motorcycle, puts his phone in his saddlebag, jumps on his bike, throws his helmet on, puts his glove on. I'm sitting there looking. He puts his gloves on. I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, Fuck, this motherfucker's got to feel this fucking dead rabbit in his fucking hands. Well, about that time, he he his eyes get big and he looks down at both of his hands, like they're wide. His fingers are spread open wide. He looks at both his hands. Now I, I'm starting to laugh. I'm. He pulls his gloves off and starts pulling these chunks of dead rabbit out, like germaphobe from hell now. He opens, of course, the first thing he does, I'm about to pee on myself. Tears streaming on my eyes. All the other guys are laughing at myself because he's fucking freaking. And he's opened the saddlebag. He's looking for the damn Germex. Well, of course, he's not going to find his Germex because I had stolen his Germex and put it in my motorcycle. We're like, come on, dude, you got to go. We got to go. Funeral's coming. It ain't waiting on nobody. So he's got to get back on his bike, puts the gloves, smokers, gagging. He's beat ass fucker. He's about he's he's about to fucking it's like just die from having this fucking dead animal on his hand. Well, we ran ran this funeral. It, well, I don't think it was a long one. Well, from where we dropped it off at to his house, probably about a twenty five minute ride, normal normal riding time. Well, I'm pretty sure he rode drove code which was lights and sirens all the way to his house it probably took him less than 10 minutes to get to his house from this ride like poo like poo code when we say poo code i mean 
You know, guys, guys like Zion's on go take a shit somewhere. He's getting my shit on himself. This motherfucker, like, I drove home to emergency call, jumped in the shower, and scrubbed his whole entire body off just because he had some dried up dead rabbit on his hand. So, I wish I had a picture of his face doing that. It would be like a perfect fucking Hallmark moment or something like that. Some upcoming news. We're going to, I have several, several people, like three or four, lined up for guests. Kind of been putting it off on my studio for COVID-19 shit. So hopefully we'll be able to get these people in the studio soon. I do have telephone capabilities now to do interviews over the telephone. I don't know if y'all noticed my sound quality is a little bit better. No more hum or buzz, whatever you want to call it. We got that taken care of, thank God. Just it's a learning process for us. We never did this before. No one taught, taught us how to do it. So trial and error and money. I have more time and more error than I have money. So <laughs> it'll just get better from here. I want some new mics. That'll be my next thing. Like I said, I, have, I, got, I got at least three or four people or, or more lined up to come on here. And I can't wait for that. So, please uh, stay tuned. Tell your friends about us. Our listeners have went up, which is great. Keep getting a little bit bigger and bigger every time. So, if you know any motor cops, past, present, future, any first responders, we're all in the same uh, category in my book. I'm going to tell the story. Uh Hit us up on our email address, uh, motorcopchronicles at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook, Motorcop Chronicles Podcast. Leave us a message. Uh, listen to us. Give us a five-star rating. Write us a review. We'd highly appreciate it. And until next time, remember, smile, because the Iceman could always be behind you. Up on the throttle This is how legends are made Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.